0: Back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bellati, and I'm sitting here once again with my kombucha. I'm on a really serious kombucha kick right now. Uh, I'm just obsessed with it. Something about it just makes me feel so zen, just sitting here, you know, talking to my microphone about life and just, you know, getting really real with you guys, sipping my kombucha. It just feels like such a vibe that I'm so here for. So anyway, today's episode of Thick and Thin is going to be a bit less structured than normal. I did put out an episode on Monday, you guys might recall, um, which was pretty structured and like very, you know, intellectual and all of those things. Today's episode is going to be a little off the rails because I want to have Thick and Thin be a balance between something serious and something that can really make you think and feel and teach you guys things you don't know. But also, I want to just be real with you guys and sit down and just have a nice girl chat where we talk about stuff that I don't really know or have the answers to and that I just kind of want to bounce off you guys, chat, give some stories, just even just some funny stuff that happens to me. And so here we are today doing just that because last night I had all of my girlfriends over and my one gay best friend, Adam, (laughs) he's always the one token male in the room. I had everyone over to my apartment last night because we've been going through just some really stressful weeks. Something about just mercury and retrograde, the coronavirus situation. Everyone is just like on edge and stressed out of their fucking minds. So I wanted to have everyone over and just have a nice, chill, relaxed evening. Uh, We all got takeout. Everyone got... Uh, various different forms of Asian food from my street because I have a lot of great Asian food on my street. And I have a ton of wine in my fridge. As you guys know, I think I mentioned it last week because I'm actually, spoiler, this is like kind of a spoiler, but I'm not going to give specific details. I'm actually the new spokesperson for this wine company and their event is actually happening next week where I have to like memorize all this stuff, not like fully memorize, but I have to kind of really understand these wines through and through and introduce them to press and media more to come on that especially you know the the main details of like who is it uh, coming soon to a theater near you just kidding but anyway so I have a lot of wine in my fridge so I was like guys come help me kill some of this wine let's talk let's just you know take a load off I even went as far as to get a cheese board situation together And it was really cute. Now I have a ton of dishes to do, but regardless, it was fun. And as we were doing that and just kind of unwinding and talking and having just like a silly night, to be honest, a lot of just stories unfurled, is that the word? Unfolded. A lot of stories came to be that I was like, wow, I kind of want to share this on the podcast tomorrow and just kind of... Because, okay, I mean, moral of the story here is or like kind of just the niche idea that I'm talking about right now is... New York City dating is just absolutely absurd. It's just absurd on so many different levels. And so I want to talk about that today. And a lot of you guys actually uh, asked me a lot of dating related questions on Instagram. So I'm going to kind of infuse it all together and just knock out a lot of myths and overall just like stories and opinions surrounding New York City dating and just like the absolutely absurd hoops we must jump through to survive (laughs) Like, it's just absurd. I I can't think of another word to describe it other than just absurd because there's just so much. I mean, I can't say that it's not the same everywhere. I mean, or that it is the same everywhere. I don't really know because I've only ever lived post-grad in New York. But I can assume it's probably pretty absurd everywhere. And we're all just kind of going through this, like, ridiculous just like deja vu situation where we keep dealing with the same types of people over and over again and I was recently kind of I was thinking about kind of my personal tendency of repeating history where I kind of like when one person kind of wrongs me or it doesn't go well in one dating flirtationship or whatever I tend to, like, want to repeat the exact thing with someone else and, like, have it do, like, actually go well. So I, like, even kind of repeat the outfit I wear to the date and the place we go to in hopes that, like, that the next time will be, like, where it goes right. It's almost like, have you ever heard of, like, wasn't there, like, a video game or something where it was, like, you can pick the ending and it's, like, if you choose this, you'll have, like, one ending or maybe, like, a story or a book or something. I don't know what I'm thinking of. Like, let me know if you know what I'm talking about. But, like, where you can kind of, pick your own ending, like, I always just, like, want to pick my own ending, I want to be fully in control of everything in my life, including my relationships, and I think that's kind of the moral of the story with me, it's just, like, I always want that, so, I mean, I was even, we were talking about just, like, crazy stuff last night, and I, we we kind of, like, it was almost like we all went around, and we're, like, okay, I mean, we, we all know each other's lives fairly well, because we're all best friends, but there's just certain things that, you know, you're, like, They kind of just stay inside of you unless uh, you have a little bit of wine in your system and then it all just comes out. So I even confessed last night that like, I mean, you guys know about the one date I went on like a month ago or no, honestly, probably two months ago now, maybe even three. It was a long while ago. It was like the holiday season time and we went on this really great date, then a really great second date and then... I actually did... I said this kind of later on in a podcast episode, and I feel like a lot of you guys didn't catch it, but essentially two good dates. We kind of had like a loose third date plan, but I started to feel him kind of like slipping out of my grasp in the sense that he wasn't really responding to my texts in the same like manner that he was before. So like he wasn't as excited, I guess, or it didn't seem... Like I could just feel something was up and off. And of course, no third date really happened because... I mean, he was just, like, wishy-washy, and I kept checking in and being, like, you know, because I really liked him. And then I saw him a week later at a bar making out with some girl in the middle of the bar. And I will note that it's kind of abnormal to just have, like, a random makeout in the middle of a bar. Like, there was music, yes, but it wasn't, like, a clubby bar. It was, like, a kind of, like, nicer – not nicer, but the vibe was just not – Okay, a dance floor makeout situation type of bar. And yeah, so my friends were like, oh my God, look at that like couple, like sloppy making out in the middle of this bar. And I like turned my head to look at the couple and I recognized the guy. I was like, wait a second, this guy, I think, and it was like the back of his head, but I could just tell. And then he slowly kind of like turned his head and I was like, my stomach literally dropped into the floor, like into the basement of this bar, I was just so appalled that, anyway, and I had actually taken him to this bar, so it was, like, kind of, like, a stab in the back situation, like, okay, I'm gonna go to the bar you took me to and make out with this other girl after not responding to you, whatever, I mean, we've already kind of discussed the slow fade in an episode, so I'm not gonna, like, beat that to death, but the, the kind of story here is I went on another date with a different guy, like, a couple weeks after that, because I needed to get that taste out of my mouth and needed to, like, just get you know feel like I was wanted honestly if I'm being real here and like I I just felt really rejected and I needed something to you know I needed a rebound so I went on this date I actually met this guy at this bar that I went to probably a week after this situation and then we had we like set a date to go on an actual date we like drunkenly like met and we made out <laughs> and then we went on another date or like not, I wouldn't consider that a date that's like a meet cute and then the date happened like the week after that and I so deviously brought him to the exact same place that I had brought or I had suggested for the previous date because I wanted to kind of make it new again because I love this place so much that I took him to and I didn't want it to live on in history as the place that this jerk and I went to you know so- I wanted it to be like new again, so I bring this second guy to this bar, it's called Carroll Place, if you guys know New York, um, in the West Village, or Greenwich Village, I guess, and I love this place, I just love it so much, so I needed to like get that, you know, clean clean up the uh, the vibe in that place, and I brought him, I actually just, you know, symbolically wore the exact same outfit that I wore, <laughs> I sound psycho right now. But like, come on, it's like all symbolic for me. I needed like to just, this outfit from Reformation, I needed the outfit to be clean again as well. And so, you know, I needed to like just clean it of all of its sin, you know, the previous situation. Because I was so like, yes, I, I sound absolutely psycho right now, but that's just what happened. So anyway, I go on this second date, very similar to the first date. Uh, but this guy, I mean, it was all kind of different. We sat at a different table. Okay. So it was like a lot (laughs) different, same place. Um, I ordered a different meal and like, you know, I kind of spiced it up a little bit and they, they were just night and day in the sense that this second guy was very, he was shy, like shyer than the first guy. He wasn't the type that was going to like, just compete for the conversation and like just really be obsessed with talking about himself and I really liked that because the first guy was kind of like that in a very confident way but I still was like it was hard to get a word in situation so it's great it was like a nice breath of fresh air having this second guy kind of you know little did he know I'd done the same exact thing two weeks prior with some other guy anyway that's life um, so you know moral of the story is here it didn't go as planned we kind of you know we went on this first date and then it very it was very obvious after that that he thought that that was like his ticket to sleep with me and then that was all our relationship I'm using air quotes was going to be so basically this place is cursed and I can never bring a date there ever again because both of them had not gone well I mean it's fine because it was kind of like a learning experience from both of them for sure but that just kind of goes to show that you can't force something to work, okay? And, like, me trying to force my freaking, this, like, date scenario to work out. Maybe third time's a charm. Should I wear the same outfit and go to the same place one more time just to see? Maybe social experiment on the podcast? Anyway, so that was, like, my kind of, like, funny story that I shared. And, like, of course, you know. But it's, it's funny just going around and talking about, like, because here's the thing, guys. Like, my friends and I were super... We're intellectual people. We're smart. We have, you know, some of my friends have like insane jobs that are just like they. It's really demanding. It demands a lot of your brain and your capacity and your your time. And so then, of course, when we're all together, you know, we talk about important things. We were talking about um, coronavirus a bit and like just how scared we are or how not scared we are and just those things. But we also talk about lighter topics like dating and sex and food and I don't know things like that. So. Anyway, that was my story, and lo and behold, you can go on the same date twice and still have not so great results, and I think the reason is I was expecting some sort of different result from doing the same exact thing twice. It's like, of course, if you do the same thing, again, what is it like insanity? It's like, you're insane if like you do the same thing twice and expect different results. It's like, of course, you're going to get the same result. And I think for me, it was just like I was forcing it completely. And I think a lot of it kind of goes back to just like how I thought my dating life in New York would be. Because, I mean, my friends and I were talking about this last night. It's like we grew up watching Sex in the City and Gossip Girl. And we really thought that dating post-grad it would just kind of fall into our laps more than it is or not not into our laps as in like sexually but like maybe I don't know but you know what I mean like just it would be easier to for things to work out and so many of us in the last few weeks my friends and I have gone on these just such like lackluster dates and we were kind of just talking last night and theorizing we're just like well maybe it's because we're we kind of we're focusing so much on this this thing that we want so badly that we don't even know what it looks like. It's like we're we're searching like in the dark for this thing that we don't even know what it looks like, you know. And we think we do. We think we we on these apps are swiping right for the very you know, the certain type of person that we think we want. But maybe maybe when the lights turn on, that's not the person. That's not even remotely close to what the person is going to be actually. So I don't know. But yeah, some stories we were talking about last night. So funny, I'm not going to like of course give too much detail so you don't know who I'm talking about, but it's just, you know, these random people <laughs> that I know. Um so two of my friends found out they're actually so one of them was matching or matched with this guy on Hinge and was planning on going with you know, on a date with him this weekend and it turns out he went on a date with my other friend. We just like didn't make this connection that he was the same person that had actually literally texted my one friend a novel like ripping her to shreds because he thought that she was leading him on when in actuality like it was so clear she wasn't interested I don't know but he wrote her a novel like an actual novel of a text and we remembered I remembered this story and it turns out the same exact guy was trying to like lure in my other friend not knowing that that we're all friends Anyway, that's just, like, classic New York. I feel like it's a huge pool dating-wise, like, a huge shading pool, but you will come into contact with, like, repeat people and, you know, repeats in the deck where it's like, oh, shoot, like, there you are again. Like, and you'll just see people. Like, I remember going on some dates with this one guy and, you know, kind of fizzling out and me kind of just having a really awkward conversation about how it was ending. And I saw him, like, two weeks later in Penn Station and, and had to sit next to him it was like so awkward anyway so yeah new york's huge but not that huge when you think about it i think that's a big misconception about like new york dating it's like you will you will come into contact with these people again especially if you don't want to like that's when it's going to happen And I guess, okay, I'm, like, looking at my notes because I was, like, kind of, I was, like, guys, I hope you know everything you're saying right now is subject to, like, being on my podcast. Like, it very well will be on my podcast episode tomorrow. (laughs) I wrote down concealer story. Okay, so this is kind of, like, I want you guys to let me know what you think of this story. Like, shoot me a DM because I want people's opinions on this. And it feels, like, kind of... It feels better saying this on the podcast because I feel like it's, like, more low-key. So a friend of mine is, like, casually with this guy. Like, casually meaning, like, she... I don't think, like, she's gonna take it serious, like, to the next level of being serious. And we don't really know. But essentially, she is hooking up with this guy... You know, they go to dinner. They go back to his place. She goes into the bathroom to, like, just, like, freshen up, I guess, like, after dinner. I don't know. She had to pee. I don't know. She was in the bathroom. And she is, like, just, you know, looking at herself in the mirror. And then, like, there's, like, a shelf next to the mirror or something. And she sees this little tube of something like lipstick or concealer. I think after us talking about it, we think it's concealer because it wasn't, like, it looked like the CoverGirl stick concealer, if you know what I'm talking about. And it was, like, sitting on the shelf in her this this guy's bathroom. He lives alone. He doesn't have roommates. And it's, like, sitting there. And she was, like, okay, this is kind of concerning. Not that she, like, even thinks they're exclusive at all. But she's, like, you know, this guy has this just, like, clear tube of concealer on his shelf. Like, girl concealer. And they, you know, it hadn't been there in previous times she'd seen his bathroom. She would have, like, remembered that probably. And... I will note this is one of my most like casual very chill friends like she's not a psycho in the least like we are all way more psycho than she is she's like just so chill so she sees this she's like oh okay like I don't know whatever like so relaxed I know some of my friends would have probably like marched into his room and been like whose concealer is this personally speaking, I probably would have just, like, not said anything, but it would have been, like, in the back of my mind. I probably would have gone home. I don't even know what I would have done if I was serious about this person. Like, if I wanted it to be serious, if I knew it was, like, never going to be serious, like, maybe I wouldn't care. I don't know, but, like, also, I don't know how I feel about that. So, regardless, she, you know, they have a nice evening. They watch a movie or something, and then she goes into the bathroom again to, like, pee or something, and it's gone. Like, it literally disappeared from the shelf, and... So here is like what we were talking about last night because of course she brings up this story and we launch into a debate over it because it's like, There's two possible just scenarios here. It's either, number one, there was like another girl there and he was hooking up with someone else and she, in a haste, just left her CoverGirl concealer behind on the shelf, like, you know, was fixing up her face in the morning after hooking up with him or something and left her concealer. He doesn't have a sister, by the way. That that rules that out. That was one of my questions. (laughs) No sister that we know of. And the second thing could be that he he uses concealer sometimes like he has a zit and he covers it up with a CoverGirl concealer <laughs> my friends are like katie why would he buy cover girl i'm like i don't know he probably just like just ran into the drugstore like super baffled or not baffled just flustered that's the word flustered and picked up the first concealer he saw i don't know regardless like that's the second option like you know he also pulls crazy hours he his job is apparently demanding so maybe he just needs a little help for his under eye circles it's kind of a shame that more straight men don't feel comfortable wearing makeup because I mean honestly it's just appalling how hot guys are without makeup on like I feel like I mean there's some really beautiful girls without makeup don't get me wrong I don't think I'm one of those people (laughs) Because I have a lot of, I don't know, my face, especially in the winter, I'm just so pale. It's like, I don't know if it's even possible for someone of my complexion to like, unless you literally have like milky, perfect skin. For me, every imperfection is just like, really contrasted against my light skin. Anyway, so yeah, those are the two options with this story, I, which is just so funny. I'm like, we're like debating over whether or not this guy uses concealer or he just, you know, and of course, my some of my friends were like, of course you guys are going to like look for an, a reason to give him the benefit. Like, of course, like we can never, we can't like be giving guys the benefit all the time. Like usually it's, if we expect, the, if we think it's the worst thing, it's like probably true. Whatever. So yeah, just a nice little girls night talking about... <laughs> Concealer and two timers and uh, a lot of things and yeah so anyway I do want to get into some of your questions because you guys asked me a bunch of really great questions about New York City dating on Instagram and I do do just want to say that I feel although I am more experience with the New York dating, it's, I think, you know, the ways that I'm answering these questions kind of apply to anywhere in the world that you live. Even in college, I feel like a lot of guys, surprisingly, haven't really matured from their college ways in postgrad especially my age so 24 20 23 24 25 I feel like it's you know everyone's different but I still think some of these guys have a very college mindset so guys taking a quick break in this episode to introduce the sponsor of today's episode which is hellofresh as you guys know I love hellofresh so much I use them personally and it really just helps me out in the kitchen since I'm not super naturally gifted with recipes so it just makes the whole process super quick and easy so as you guys might know HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Basically, they make cooking super easy and affordable. You can break out of your dinner rut with HelloFresh's 22 plus seasonal chef curated recipes every single week. You can have them delivered right to your front door, and it's super easy just to unpack and cook and enjoy. Basically, they just cut out all the stressful meal planning and prepping so you can just enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes, sometimes even less for the quick recipe options. And the pre-portioned ingredients means there's less prep and less food waste overall, so you can feel good about it. HelloFresh's carbon footprint is actually 25% lower than store-bought grocery-made meals, which makes me feel good about using them. Also, it's super flexible and customizable. You can change your delivery days or your food preferences, skip a week, whatever you need. So I really love using HelloFresh. And of course, as you guys know, I always have a little deal for you all so you guys can get started yourself uh, making some nice little meals. I even like having them with my friends friends and like inviting one over and just you know showing off my cooking skills aka HelloFresh being amazing and making me look good in front of my friends so all you have to do to get a little deal is to go to hellofresh.com slash 10 so hello k-a-t-y 10 and use my code hello 10 for 10 free meals including free shipping it's a no-brainer guys get started with HelloFresh I'm sure you will love it just as much as I do so this one question that I'm reading now like really stirred something inside of me when I read it because I know this all too well. So someone asked, how do you deal with guys who get scary when they're rejected? And this is really tough because I like to think that most people, most guys aren't like this and they're not going to pressure you or get really pissed when they get told no. But it's happened to me probably upwards of five times in my life a few of which happened like post-grad some of them happened in college where guys get just super heated and upset and they take it so personally when they are rejected sexually or just like even going on another date like I mean I was talking about my friend that got like a novel from a guy when she basically told him she doesn't really want she doesn't see a connection with him and it's it's almost like It's just safer to ghost people because you never know how, like, mad and just, you know, how they're going to lash out. And it just sucks that that's even, like, a possibility that someone could be angry with you for essentially setting them free and letting them find the right person for them and not have sex with them if you don't want to but it's just the reality and it sucks it's happened to me where a guy has dropped me off at my door after going on a date and been super upset with me for not letting him come up and it kind of reminds me I feel like there's a sex in the city scene about this where like someone really wanted to come up and Carrie was like no and they were like okay end of relationship or something like that but I mean that's obviously just a very telling thing I think it's helpful for me because I do have a doorman so if something really was scary, I would have a doorman to at least somewhat support me in getting rid of this guy and not letting him follow me, but a lot of us don't, you know, and for the first few years of, or first year and six months of living in New York, I didn't have a doorman, or I just lied, a year, it wasn't six months, it was a year, Um, I didn't have a doorman, so it was kind of, I was put in a position where someone could very well follow, or just get really pissed, and whatever and just in general in college the same thing it was like i would be at this guy's house sometimes and say no i don't want to go any further and they would really be pushy about it and i think it's always just good a rule of thumb to make sure especially in new york that your friends always know where you are like even if i'm going on a one-off hinge date like a random hinge date i don't even know like i vaguely know who this person is but i'm going on this date in a public place I'm going to tell my friends, hey, FYI, I'm going to this bar at this time with this person. Like I always, not even to like just gossip, I'm always just like, this is my where I'm going to be. And I always have, you know, my friends have my location, but even if something happens and like they know where I was last and where... I could potentially be if I'm like missing or something because you never know like we take our our safety for granted all the time it's like you you can't always assume that things are going to be fine like you you have to just always be prepared so rule of thumb tell your friends where you are I always kind of set it up like I mean like if something if if this guy starts to like give you signs that he's going to be kind of controlling and would get pissed I've had friends say, we even talked about this last night, how like it's just sometimes easier to give them what they want, which I hate that. That makes my stomach hurt because, yes, of course, it's easier to like if he wants to kiss, you know, wants a kiss and you think it's going to shut him up if you do it. I've done that before and I hate admitting that because it just it leaves a really bad taste in my mouth that I've even ever done that or considered doing that where I kind of lower myself and my standards just just so I don't have to hear it from like hear a whole you know a novel from them and a them just being mad at me like I would prefer everything to be all nice and cheery and calm and not get to that so yes I've I'm gonna be honest with you guys like that has happened to me before but in my new life now where I am deciding that like you know i'm not going to do that anymore and i'm going to stand up for myself and but it does come with a price it's like you have to make sure that when you deliver the news that you're in a situation or a place where it's like public enough that if he gets really violent you can like call for help almost which i hate i hate like that this is even a possibility or something that happens but i mean for me i guess something i've said in the past that has worked is So, like, I'll be maybe hooking up with a guy or, like, getting to the point where it's getting to, you know, the point where I'm a little out of just my comfort zone, out of my comfort zone. And I'm, like, I don't want it to progress to this point. So, I kind of stop myself or stop us with what we're doing. And I say, like, oh, well, like, not tonight or something like that. And if they say why first of all noted like fuck you basically I'm like okay noted because you know nice guys I have I have encountered some really nice guys or just understanding it's not even like nice it's just being a decent human and understanding that this is just not mutual right now or like not yet and they'll be like oh okay no problem like whatever but some people have given me a hard time about not wanting to have sex or not wanting to just progress further than we are and if they say, you know, what, why, just to shut them up or just so, like, I don't have to deal with, like, I'm, like, oh, well, like, I, you know, I can't, let's not, like, do everything in one night, like, I want to, like, savor this and, like, want to see where this goes and, like, make sure, I mean, honestly, anything you say after no should just be, like, accepted and should just be fact and understood and you shouldn't get any pushback because after you say no or after you stop and are just saying you're not comfortable with going further, that should just be it and it shouldn't be a thing and it sucks that it, it has become something where guys can push back and feel like they they can and they can still get what they want I just feel like it's just it's just disgusting to me because like I'm putting myself in their shoes the guy's shoes saying like oh no no, no like let's do it blah 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 like pressuring someone to hook up with me and then I feel like if they do it it would almost be like well they didn't want to so like it wouldn't even be as great of a hookup like if they clearly their heart isn't in it I just I don't understand guys like I in college I told you guys this story like earlier on the podcast like this guy claims that I gave him blue balls which is when like you know you're really turned on and it's uncomfortable if you don't like come basically and I was like oh I gave you blue balls it's all my fault of course like and now I'm not gonna have sex with you and it's all my fault Ugh, just I feel like just know, just try to not put yourself in a position where you're alone when this happens. And if you are, just make sure your friends know where you are and like have your phone nearby, like ready to call them and hope that they, you know, will understand how serious it is. I think all of us girls kind of understand this now especially as we've been you know around the block a few times with different people it's like we kind of all get it and we understand how shitty it is and hopefully your friends will be there for you and help you and come get you or just I don't even know just oh uh, just know that you're not alone in this it happens to so many people okay I just like talked a lot about that question but okay Um, so many questions. Okay, this one is, like, story of my life. Okay. (laughs) Someone asks, how to stay positive using online dating despite many dates not leading to anything? And I'm kind of taking this as, like, dating apps and stuff like that, which I, I am a big proponent of dating apps. But I do, like, I'd be lying if I said that I never get discouraged with dating apps and with the outcome of dating apps not always being so great. I mean, I've been on probably upwards of, like, 20... Plus, hinge dates in like the last year. And like, I mean, last year is in like 2019. And I, I, I probably go on like two to three, honestly, honestly, probably more than that. I go on like at least one date a week or so. Some of them repeats, I'd say. Honestly, just for like, just to put myself out there, but then also I like having, honestly, some content for you guys, and I'm not, like, saying I'm only doing it for the podcast and whatever, but I do, I think it would be unfair for me to talk about these things if I didn't, like, play the field and see what's out there, you know, and just do us all a favor and see all these different kinds of guys and how they operate and offer some advice, so whatever, that's kind of partially my motivation, but I go on a bunch of hinge dates, basically, and I do feel some degree of discouragement, I guess, after A lot of them just like kind of are subpar or i have to i have to be the one to be like oh i'm not interested in you or like they ghost me and i'm like pissed about that there's just like a lot of emotions of course but i think it's still important to do it and to not i mean to think of it kind of casually and just think about it i've said this before it's like you either make a very strong romantic connection or you just have another person in the city that knows you and knows about you and knows what you do kind of treat it like a job interview in a sense like I mean it's true it sounds crazy but it's kind of true it's like every time I have dinner with one of these guys I'm kind of setting up like unless I completely destroy the connection like and make them mad at me in some way usually it's like okay this person knows who I am they know for me being a freelancer it's kind of nice like just knowing this person like knows what I'm doing and knows that I am a a resource in the city or whatever and for you guest connections is a huge thing in New York maybe not everywhere but it's also just like it's another stepping stone towards the person you're supposed to end up with like this is your story that you're painting you're writing every single day and each one of these failed dates is just another step closer and another step closer to the person physically but then also to knowing what you deserve and to knowing what that person is going to look like not necessarily look looks wise but just be like I guess is a better way to say it because every time I go on these these dates that either don't pan out for my reasons or their reasons or their opinion or my opinion it doesn't matter because I start to realize every time I'm ghosted I start to realize how my worth you know I realize my worth every it sounds crazy but I do I realize that there's some people out there that don't see my worth and I need to see my own worth to be able to combat that. And so it, it honestly makes me stronger when I'm ghosted. And then on the same kind of, or the opposite plane, it's like when I realize I'm not into someone and I have to be the one to let them know that I'm not interested, I kind of do a thing where I, I think about why I wasn't interested in this person. Like, cause I mean, it sounds really bad, And superficial but there are certain things like you shouldn't feel like you keep you have to keep going on this these follow-up dates with this person that you're just not obsessed with like granted you're not going to fully know everything about a person after the first or second date but it's like you you know if you have chemistry you know if you are sexually attracted to them or not even sexually but just overall attracted to them if you think they are attractive so i think to answer this question the the way i stay positive is just seeing it as more than just a date with this person like yes at face value it is a date one-on-one me and this other person and I go into it with a positive mindset always an optimistic mindset I never go into it thinking like this is gonna go badly like don't do that because then it will go badly but at the end of the day like even if it doesn't go extremely well it's not just a date with this person it's also you know me making another connection in the city and also me figuring out just kind of with each date figuring out more and more what I want and what I don't want and it kind of starts to build this this person in my mind because I still am kind of unsure about what that my person's gonna look like and be like and I think I need some more dates to figure that out slash just like need to give myself some more time and just kind of chill about it a little bit so yeah I I would just say the way I stay positive is just not putting too much pressure on it being a magical date because it might not be like that. I think just go into it positively, knowing you're either gonna make a friend or a boyfriend and either way, it's fine. So that's my mindset. Okay, ooh, this is a funny question that is kind of like, I don't know. You guys might not even care about this question, but I think it's funny. What does a guy's neighborhood in New York City say about that guy? So many things, okay? Being on dating apps, I definitely pay a lot of attention to the neighborhood not like it's not gonna be like a deal well I almost just like stuttered there it's not gonna be like a deal breaker if they live in a certain neighborhood but I definitely like there's certain neighborhoods where you're like okay this is like telling about the person usually so anyone that lives in like the financial district or like way downtown clearly usually work in finance jobs and they all kind of like have this like finance bro character to them not a bad thing that's honestly usually my type (laughs) honestly but it's usually like just like the finance guys that like either work crazy hours want to be close to their office you know so they can like literally just live and spend all of their time in the financial district then there's guys that live in murray hill uh also called murray chill which is kind of where like all the guys, like, the really fratty college, like, post-grad guys that, like, drank a lot of beer in college and, like, was, like, you know, super broy, where they all end up. One of my close girlfriends actually lives there, too, and, like, her her building kind of feels like a college dorm. Like, it's very collegey feel. There's some bars over there that have the same sort of thing, but there's honestly not much going on in Murray Hill. Like, it's a good place to, like, residential kind of place, but there's not, um, like, it's not super, like hip i would say but it's not a bad place to live and it's good cost cost for living so um then there's where else tribeca is where like so similarly like finance guys but like because it's it's more expensive to live in tribeca and like a lot of the places are super nice so it's like kind of older guys that have been like in the finance industry who like think they're cool and like tribeca is honestly a really cool area like i when i see tribeca i'm like ooh that's cool like tribeca is a great spot Same with Soho which I just adore Soho. It's very expensive so of course that like says something about the person but it's also very like bougie. Chinatown I only really associate with like because I have friends that used to live in Chinatown and they're all in a band and it just like really reminds me of like a place where like six guys will live in like one apartment and they're all like best friends and like artsy and like yeah it's like Chinatown. So and then of course West Village and Greenwich Village, East Village. East Village is like the whole village scene is like such a turn on to me because it's so close to me and also where my friends live and where I'm always out so it just like makes a lot of sense when a guy is from the villages it's like just makes sense I'm trying to think of some other like Brooklyn for me unless they live in a, a part of Brooklyn that's super easy for me to get to like literally right over the bridge I usually don't match with them just like on dating apps just because it would just be really stressful to get to them I know it's like kind of interesting of a view but yeah unless they're like in a part of Brooklyn that's like really easy to get to I wouldn't consider going on a lot of dates with them Um, but I guess what does that say about them usually guys that live in Brooklyn are either like they have really good taste or they're super artsy and I don't usually go for really artsy guys which is funny I usually go for guys that are like literally can't dress themselves like that is how very little taste that they have for clothing and like for the arts um but yeah and then I guess like a lot of guys like randomly will live in like the upper west side or like upper east side but usually that means they don't like really work downtown which I don't know like It's just, like, a a very big trek for me. I I mean, New York is a small, like, little island, I guess, if you, like, look at it on a map. But it does take some time to get places, like, uptown. Like, even when I lived in Hell's Kitchen, which is kind of by Columbus Circle and, like, Times Square-ish area, that was, like, a trek to get to my friends downtown. So I'm just happy I'm downtown now. And usually when a guy, like, it's a turn-on for me if a guy lives near me or, like, in my neighborhood. Because it's easy. Anyway, I hope that was a good explanation about, um the different areas of New York and guys. Um, So is any man in his twenties, this is someone's question, is any man in his twenties actually looking for a serious relationship? I think, of course it just depends on the person. I'm going to say that because it, I mean, of course it does, but I think a lot of guys think that they want something serious until they realize that they can have so much if they don't have something serious in the sense that they could have a taste of every flavor or just, you know, one flavor for the rest of their lives. And I think that that kind of scares them the latter of just having one thing. I don't know. I think that in theory, they all eventually want this like awesome wife and they want kids with this awesome, cool mom that's hot somehow, even after giving birth. And like they have this idea of what they want and they want a wife, but I think they don't want I I think that they all, like, want it, but I don't... I think they're kind of, like, they don't know. (laughs) I mean, honestly, the way that I'm describing this is just purely probably what's going through their heads. It's, like, do I want it? Like, they want it some days. They don't want it every day. Like, they want... And they also definitely have an idea of what type of person they want to date in their heads and they realize that usually that girl like doesn't exist because they're not real because these guys watch a lot of porn they're always on Instagram you know so I think that especially in the early 20s range guys are just super confused about what they want and because of course women are evolved a bit like we you know we mature faster as everyone probably knows I think we kind of have an idea for longer or for like sooner about what we want or at least how we want to be treated and these guys are still just like all over the place and the only thing they can really like focus on right now is their job and making a lot of money because that seems to be what everyone's so obsessed with in New York is making a lot of money and usually they're like for me it's like I've had an honestly an honest conversation with someone recently a guy that I saw here and there probably like four or five months ago and you know we were just having a drunken honest conversation about why it ended and ultimately I was like said his name I'm not gonna say it on here uh you know what I want like you follow me on Instagram you see all of the stuff that I post I mean for me I'm like super vocal online so it helps like everyone I think clearly knows that I want something like real and serious that doesn't restrict me that makes me a better person but I don't need it because I already am You know, good on my own, but I, you know what I mean? I'm always posting all this stuff and like I've, I'm like a broken record at this point. And I'm like, I, you know what I want. And I've even vocalized it to you what I want. And the reason why we ended was because you only gave me your weekends. You didn't give me your weekdays. After even months, it's like, I don't want to just be called when you're drunk and want to. A hookup like even if you claim that you're into me and that you you know we really vibe and like that you really respect me show me that you do by like not just wanting to hang out on the weekends it's really disrespectful like you know especially if I've made an effort and vocalized that I want this to be more and I don't know where I was going with this (laughs) I just like completely lost my train of thought um oh okay so and he kind of said (laughs) sorry he kind of said like I get that I get that but like my job my job and I'm like I get that you have a job that's very time reliant and like or what's the word very time consuming and like you have crazy hours and whatever but then like in that case like I guess it's just not going to work and don't get mad at me for not wanting it or not making it work when you clearly just can't give me what I need right now so it was like a tough conversation and I think that some guys like they maybe even want something serious but they just can't because they're so especially in New York like the first few years of your your finance job or a lot of the, the marketing and stuff that guys are doing is like really really it, demanding and I think that that's why a lot of girls get ghosted by these guys It's because they just don't even know how to say like I'm drowning at work because a lot of guys have too much pride to admit that and to admit that they can't have it all right now and they need to focus on one thing or another and most of the time they're going to choose their jobs so I don't know that's just kind of my two cents on it but I also do think like of course every guy is different and there of course are extremely serious guys that are evolved (laughs) more evolved than some of the guys I've been dealing with but even still I've been going on some dates with older guys like guys that have you know been been around the block a few times and are like in their late 20s and I still feel like Something just like I don't know. I, I'm still figuring it out. I'm gonna try a few more older dates just to see how it goes. Cause usually at that point they've kind of like you know their job is a bit more casual. I feel like uh, I don't know. We'll see. TBD. So okay, another question, and then we are done with today's episode. I can't believe it. We've been talking for 45 minutes about dating. Um, okay, someone said thoughts on splitting the bill slash who pays on a first date. So I think it kind of depends. For me, I always, of course, offer, but I don't get upset if the guy wants to pay when he asks me on a date because it's kind of like, okay, he asked me to go here, so it's kind of like he is asking for me to accompany him and, like, it feels fine in that regard. But if, like, for example, we go on, like, he asks me to dinner and then I say, let's get drinks after, like, let's go to this bar, like, I would feel like I would want to buy the drinks after. So I feel like it's, like, a push and pull. You always, I feel like... For just my own pride and just you know I I always offer to split but it's usually always kind of like shot down I I, honestly it's never not been personally just in my experiences the guy always like wants to pay and like assert his masculinity but I I feel like it's totally fine if it ends up being like you want to split it but just don't be like aggressive about it if he offers like if he's the one who invites you on the date I feel like it's fine for him to want to pay for the date I don't know That's my personal take. Some people are going to completely disagree with me. But yeah. Um, How to make first dates less awkward. Take a shot before. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Um, A little alcohol courage doesn't hurt. I also think just getting there first. That's always what I do. I always get there 15 minutes before the date starts usually. Or like a little bit before. Even if the reservation, especially if the reservation's under his name. Like I just like chill. And I like being there first. Just so especially with like hinge dates. Some guys look different than their pictures or like not completely, but like somewhat different and you're worried you're not going to recognize them. Just get there first. So then they have to find you that just removes so much awkwardness. And I mean, awkward for them maybe, but like not for you. So yeah okay those are some questions that was like a little just you know girl talk episode I hope you guys enjoyed my little chat about dating in New York because I didn't realize so many of you guys just felt like I haven't talked enough about it I thought I've talked too much about it so good to know I haven't and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you guys all in my next one bye (laughs)